Hello and welcome back to the CSC podcast. It's been a little bit. We took sort of a winter break, had a nice Christmas, had a nice New Year's, had a uh, nice end of the season, and now we're back into a new one. Draft coming up real soon. But we're going to talk about all that and more. And until then, got to, of course, introduce first my classic co host, Owen. How's it going? It's going good. I've had a good Christmas break. I had a good New Year's, and it's been fun getting back into the swing of CSC things with season 10 starting up. So I've had a, I've had a good last month or so. Yeah. And now you are the, the head honcho for this, for this, I guess, new old franchise, just rebranded. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I think we'll, we'll get to talk all about that, but, uh, you know, when you're doing your franchise stuff, all of that behind the scenes work is put into the transactions. And so I'm segueing over to our guest who's been uh who's been hard at work making these uh making these transactions work. That is our transactions manager committee head, Mutant. How's it going, Mutant? Hey man, I'm good. Nice, nice. Uh Okay, I want to just jump in and immediately ask, how long have you been a TM slash TM head? Uh, last season was my first season as a TM, and halfway through this um, season, I was asked to be the head, so yeah. Awesome, yeah. Well, you're doing a good job. Could you explain, <laughs> before before we get into all the details... Sure. Could you explain what transactions does? Because most people probably have no idea. Uh, so transactions uh, keep track of, I guess, uh, player movement. There are a lot of rules in this league that um, govern um, the moves that a GM can make um, in order to build their um, teams. So we check out all the um, tr- um, um, transactions, make sure that they uh, are following all the rules and then actually um, process them. All right. Well, that makes sense. Uh, where do we want to lead from here? Oh, and do you have anything specific or should I jump into all the random tangents I want to go on? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, I can go in and just kind of lead in and talk about season 10 and just how things have gone so far. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty big milestone for the for the community. Um, I, I don't, I believe from join dates from what I've seen, I believe it started in end of 2019. So we're just over the three year mark. And uh, we're starting the 10th season of CSC. So it's really exciting to be a part of it. Um, come a long way i've seen all the old spreadsheets and heard of the old ways it was run with face at hubs and everything so um it's cool to be kind of in this new age you know this very up-to-date um you know community the way that's being run so season 10 is a big deal uh some of the things that have changed since i think last time we made this we have one new admin um as scraps is re-elected but the new admin is firehawk who took over the same spot as Splat Monkey. So that was a big mix-up. Um, we got some new committee heads all over the place. Um, like we said, uh, like Mutant said, they've taken over as committee head for transactions. You are now the new 
committee head for media with Fuffy or with a uh, gasp. Farhawk, excuse me. Yeah, it was to... it was a landslide election. Yeah, yeah. I think I was the only <laughs> other person that really debated running, but I I just was like, I got arbiter stuff. I'm good right now. Yeah. So, but hey, we could have had a and... we could have had a whole podcast episode that was just a debate. <laughs> that'd have been that'd have been that'd have been something. <laughs> it would have mostly just been us agreeing on stuff, though. Yeah, probably. But yeah, we got people moving around, taking over stuff. Um, seeing new people join staff team. I think one of the big ones is traditions. They joined the transaction managers, and oh my god, traditions have been grinding. I see, I see them in my in my channel all the time. So For traditions sure, and both, yeah, tradition. You as well, Mune. I mean, you guys are both both on it. So yeah, so like great job. Uh, um. One of my um, goals this um, season is to um, build up the um, the um, the um, TM team and to um, kind of like get a like good like process down for onboarding new um, um, members and all that because I think that our last well our last three um, TM heads um, kind of left a gap there so like and like i was ending up doing like like 80 or like 90 percent of the um um transactions last season so i'm just trying to make something more like um sustainable um yeah for us that makes a lot of sense um to aim for I know in the past it's been tough. There's been times where it's just like admins have to step in and sort of rebuild or um, just sort of figuring out transactions because it's a necessity, but it's also just constantly evolving. Um, and I am, I'm, I'm interested to see where it will evolve too because I know you mentioned you being a part of the committee. You didn't do anything pre-core in uh, transactions, right? Uh, no. All right. You've been no. a part of... I mean, it's good. Core is great. <laughs> this is like yeah. an improvement over the old stuff, even though it was missing some things like IR. Um, I don't even remember if it's still missing that or not. But Core is... Core is our bot, our website, our database, all of it and exists now as sort of a, a place to be able to store all that data and run transactions. And I think things have been going pretty well. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Night Fury and uh, Dives are just like insane at like what they do. They're oh, yeah. extremely competent and uh, spend a lot of time like helping us out with core and stuff because we mess stuff up all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, have you, did you expect the activity of GMs at the start of the season? Or do you think there's less trades than you might've expected or more? I'm just curious. Cause obviously we're not going to be like leaking what GMs are doing. What if not all of them have been processed, but I'm interested to hear about your perspective. Sure. Um, I think I was expecting this amount of transactions. Um, I think it's fairly similar to uh, compared to last season. Um, um, Cause I think once the picks are um, released and the lottery um, happens, all the um, GMs are gonna scramble to get the <laughs> best um, um, 
value out of their picks. Um, and yeah, it's it's pretty um, similar to last offseason. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. Owen, have you been in a scramble to get the most value out of your picks? A bit. It's been uh, definitely way more stressful. And I know this because germs, like, I don't know if germs is going to listen to this, but from my side of things and the way I viewed it, germs just like hated uh, trading. He had like a phobia of it, I think. Oh, wow. Like he just never really traded. Like we didn't, I, I think you can go back and look, we were involved in maybe three offseason trades at most, like the last two seasons. We didn't do a whole lot of trading. Okay. Um, but especially with futures. Like I know he hated trading futures, yeah. which that's like, a, that's, I'm probably going to keep the same sentiment. I'm not a fan of good. gambling for later. I'd rather just play, play with what I have now, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I was, you know, part of the first official trade for the season. So that was, that was exciting. Getting my feet wet. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Yeah, you moved up a little bit. We we might have moved up past you, but you know, that's a uh... no, no, no. It's fine. <laughs> I I've already I've already uh, getting the fun experience of being a GM when things are kind of catching fire already. And oh yeah. So At least Germs didn't to... dig you into a hole from previous. Thank, seasons. Yeah, no, thank God. <laughs> I'm glad that Germs and I worked closely as it was, and it wasn't like he was just doing things, and I kind of had mm-hmm. to sit there and take it, like. I, he always would go to me and make sure that I thought it was a good trade or, or that I was like okay with it happening before yeah. he made the trade. Um, Hawkish traded so. away a pick that we didn't have last season. <laughs> That's great. I just but, want to be clear that I was not involved in that. Hey, I that just was yeah, asked by Hawkish if this sounds right. I said, yeah, I didn't check if we had the pick. and uh, I'm going to clear my name with that transaction because that was not me. That's fair. <laughs> that was just a little chaotic, kind of funny. It, it ended up working out because, yeah, we, we still lost a pick so that it all makes sense. But we've, we were able to trade and get ourselves into a fine spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been interesting to try to sort of do this Hawkish in two of our tiers doesn't have a second rounder and has been trying to uh, make that one back. But then in the other two mm-hmm. tiers, we had an extra second rounder. See, I don't know how you could just trade away your future picks like that. That just sounds so careless. I, you know? I could trade away like a future third, maybe a fourth. I could do like a, I could do like a fifth or a fourth at most. I would. I could do, do a third else. if you're really getting value out of it. Hawkish okay traded away one of our seconds the... because he thought in his head oh man, we can win the championship. This was in prospect when we made a big trade to get a good player. But, but you guys made finals, right? We just made finals and we didn't end gotcha. up winning, which was sad. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> New freaking YC people. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, like, I mean, so like in your opinion, like what makes that second round pick so important? Um, Ask the second round, you cannot guarantee what you would like really get. I think Pat in the third round, maybe there's some decent players, but you have to hope that someone really slips to get them that way. Yeah, once you get past, once you get to about uh, like halfway through the third round and on, you either need to have a sleeper pick that no one knows about and that literally no one's taking, or you just need to hope that you get the next best that's available. Yeah, Um, especially because down there, like if you know. And that's, this is another thing that I learned from last season trying to do the draft. I did my planning in a way where, which I learned since that is definitely the like worst way to go about doing so. But um, the way that I did my planning for last season was, okay, so this is where these players sit MMR-wise. This is, this is the round they're going to go in. This is how I'm going to draft them. And then I realized that 
GMs don't give a fuck about MMR and they're going to draft way out of order. So then about halfway through the um, elite draft, which was the first one I was a part of, I was like, okay, I need to change my, my game plan for the yeah. next three rounds, the next three drafts. It's so. better to get someone whose MMR it's might like, put them as like, whose MMR and stats might put them as a support player. But if they're a really good support player, you take them earlier instead of someone who m- might, you know, technically be slightly better but not fit into your plan as well you would need to take that like support first um it's sort of similar with i uh, i mean everything just sort of goes out of order and i, I just want to clarify people in the later rounds of the draft aren't bad there's some insanely yeah, no, good players that it. go in there but it's the lack I, of information like, you can't yeah. guarantee that they'll be good in those like first two rounds you can find people that you know will be a solid foundation for that team and then you mm-hmm. have to take more gambles later in the rounds. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, and I mean that's uh that's kind of something I've experienced firsthand. Like I picked up Gangsta, I think like fourth or fifth round in season eight. Like no one knew who he was, and he worked out super well. He ended up helping like carrying us to uh, he ended up like carrying us to 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 semifinals. Like he, he was a great pickup. So like there's different players, um, you know, for different uh, you know, different MMRs and everything, but. Like you said, they don't always line up, and it really is about information because the lower and lower you get, the further on and further on you get in the draft, less and less of those players are known about. You know, a lot of times the players that have pretty average stats, but like three or four games played, I've noticed sit in that round, that the fourth to fifth round range because like their stats look fine, but they have three games played, so you don't there if that's how consistent they'll actually be. You know, probably have very few people who have played with them. So you don't really know exactly what you're getting with that kind of player. Now, sometimes it works out. I've had multiple players where I pick up like that, don't know anything about them. They super mm-hmm. work out. Contender last season is a big example. Two of my players, I had nothing, no idea. Stars, yeah. no idea who they were. You know Redondo, but we got Redondo via essentially just like going, okay, we need players. We have this much MMR for our fifth slot. We're just going to draft as many players in that spot as possible. and redondo ended up fitting and we got Mm -hmm. redondo and we were actually thinking like who was it that we were thinking was it mega or who we had someone else that started with an m and we took or we had like sinister we had a group of players that we were thinking like oh it'll probably be one of these we'll give this redondo guy a shot and redondo turned out to be a grinder Mm -hmm. yeah i mean I think, like, um, for me, my number one example that I will point to forever is Alex. Because in last season's, you know, almost, like, war zone of how many super talented challenger players we had, I picked Alex, like, fourth round, third round. Didn't, like, know anything about him. And he he worked out. Or not even. We didn't even have a third round. I remember Jim's traded away our third round, like, in, in preseason. So, like, yeah. So, I think it was fourth round. I picked up back-to-back picks. One of them was Alex. And it was just like super worked out. We had no idea who it was and he ended up being the best player on our team. So, I mean, like I think that the there's a lot of players. I think every single franchise has at least one or pl- one or two players a season that you had didn't expect anything from, picked up super, super late and they just end up being monsters. They end up being a super, super good uh, core uh, player. They end up being a really good, just stable foundation, you know, anything. I think a lot of players uh, kind of underestimate, you know, Oh, well, my MMR is this. My stats are this. Like, I don't think I don't. And I will say this scout like for people that are actually doing legitimate scouting. Like, I can tell you that stats don't mean everything. 
like I can tell you right now, I'm not going to give anything away, but there's players in multiple tiers I'm looking at that you would look at their stats and say, okay, like they're fine, but they're not stand out. And I would say, okay, well, to me, they're worth a lot more. That's just how it mm-hmm. is. There's, yeah, there's just a lot of value to some of these players that, uh, that you know, it, it's not easy to see, but mm-hmm. we, we find the diamonds in the rough. We GMs and AGMs were, you know, not to brag or anything. We're great at that. We're also great at throwing away stuff in trades and getting uh, scammed by Tea Noodle, Supreme, and Spence. That's true. Yeah, they do a good job, especially with the newer GMs. Uh, <laughs> Look, I know, I know you're looking right at me. I know you can just no, say it's my face. No, no, no. I mean, like, just like it happened last year, it happened again this year, and then, and it's just like, oh. They have a lot of picks again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I was part. I, I had people very much so questioning my very first trade, but to be honest, it was like I'm okay with it. Um, mostly because rebuilds are happening, so it's not like in my eyes I wasn't losing as much as people thought. You know, it kind of is what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm also okay with this season to learn my lessons, struggle and draft, and then still win a trophy regardless. So I'm okay with that. I like it. It's a good story. Yeah. Okay. Speaking um, of stories, can I can I segue us back in time to mutant when you were first sure. joining into this? Because we always like to deep dive into our guests' CSC experience. So when did you join, and what was your uh, your first season like? My first uh, season was season seven. Uh, combines were still happening in Face It. Um, them i mm-hmm. remember that and honestly i had like a, a like super fun first season um i was on gx and i asked uh um simke um to draft my friend uh chasing uh turtles um so we got to play on on the same team um it was me uh pizza steve rainmaker and then also our other friend um envisions uh um, um, joined like after like one or t- uh, two games um, so like yeah and like we had a lot of fun and we won a lot on nuke um, unfortunately our other maps weren't so solid um, wait and season we... seven did yeah. we play a really long overtime on nuke against you mm, it's possible yes Yes, I do. I'm looking this up. I think we might have played an OT. Long OT new game. Let me let me find this. Okay. You were yeah, you um, were cosmic. Yeah. All right. No, we played yeah. you on Mirage once. Okay. Maybe. I think we played AVI. Okay. On that. Oh, we played you on Nuke and destroyed you. Oops. Uh, oh. Sorry to bring that fun. up. Sixteen four. No, no it's you know, okay. Happy. Uh, I think that 16-4 game, we we uh, didn't have our IGL, and we just ran around like a bunch of headless uh, chickens. It was very, very bad. But yeah. That'll happen um, sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Um, without an IGL, uh, we were very, very bad. But yeah. It's, um, it's tough with that one. Yeah. We very... Um, narrowly missed uh playoffs that season so yeah um 
I was planning on t taking um, um, season eight off, but then I saw that uh, GX auto drafted. <laughs> so then I me I messaged um, um, SimK asking if I could um, help out as AGM. So I served as a non-player AGM for um, season eight, um, and that was really hard. Um, I, I don't think I was expecting to uh, to to be as in as in um, involved as I was, um, and I basically had control of the uh, of the challenger roster at that point, and I did a terrible job. I mean, <laughs> I apologize to everyone who played for us at that time, but. It was not a um, great team, and I think our and all of our other teams somehow ended up um, in playoffs that season. But yeah, um, the roster that I built was bad, and and I think um, a part of it was that there weren't enough FAs in the pool, so mm -hmm. it was just hard to like build um, a team at that point. Um, yeah. So that was season eight. Um, um, season nine, I decided to play again and then also to help out with being a TM and got drafted by YC. Um, yeah, and I somehow ended up doing a lot of the TM work. Um, I think when I was in AGM, I noticed that the, that that they were a team that kind of needed help so mm. i i asked if i could help and yeah and then i just ended up kind of like um getting into a, a like a groove where like i would just like um check all the um transactions every day and and um and i got a nice uh, flow and i ended up doing a lot of the transactions last season so yeah um and then and then they asked me to be head and then yeah that's how we there you uh, go yeah yeah <laughs> uh yeah i i'm glad for you helping out gx but that's a very tough spot to jump in as your first time agming yeah, yeah. um it, it honestly was the lack of fa's i think to um, everyone I asked like either couldn't uh, talk in game, or they like couldn't make certain um, days, and so like the, there was just no no FAs to sign, and it was like really hard. But yeah, yeah, I do remember the challenger FA pool in season eight being on the smaller end. So I remember like. We had one or two PFAs we'd go back to if we needed subs, but that was about it. Otherwise, it was pretty uh, scraped clean from any, anyone. Yeah. yeah. That was my season when I was above you all and in Elite, so. <laughs> <laughs> Fake trophy. It, it is, honestly. Sorry, just had to bring it up. Fabricated it. I mean, I helped them, but I don't think I helped them yeah, enough I mean, to win the whole didn't. thing. I'm not saying <laughs> you didn't, but you got a trophy for not even playing in the playoffs. Yeah, like... I wanted to, but I couldn't. <laughs> yeah i don't know 
I think uh, I think you know you you did your job, Fuffy. But yeah, with how hard everyone threw against AVI, I think they would have won if I was there too. <laughs> like yeah. I, I'm not gonna pretend like oh I'm way better than Bishop. We would have been even better. But like <laughs> I'm just gonna say with how hard everyone threw, I could have provided that, the same and we would have won. Is that the season where everyone on AVI had like a low? Yes, rating. everyone on AVI was like a 1.0 rating. They're yeah. like yeah. one, and they yeah. won a trophy. That's like inspirational shit, man, right there. Is, oh no, it literally was like so great. like it literally like I was Triton peaked in I playoffs, and for sure, like I, I was casting with Germs during the semifinals match. They were supposed to play Big Slime. That was the number one overall, like in the tier. They were supposed to get shit on by like everyone's standards. They got shit on on Ancient, and then they went to Inferno, and things just 180'd. And then they go to overpass and like that overpass game went the full 30 rounds. It was super intense and it was like fucking miracle shit. How they ended up <laughs> That's... We make a documentary on this. Yeah, dude, yeah. that was sick. That was an awesome run. But yeah, I think we didn't really touch on it that much, but we do have, I, I uh, we kind of alluded to it with me talking, but we have three new GMs for this upcoming season and I'm one of them. I took over Gladiators, GLD, I took it over. Um, from germs and i rebranded to atlantis atl um because i felt like it needed a new face you know some new i think it's in a league like this i think it is really healthy whenever you want stuff to wash off some of the history and, yeah, just a little <laughs> just a little um just a little bit but no i think i think it's important for, for a league like this like i think it's cool to have your mainstays that have been around for a long time but I think having rebrands keeps things fresh and uh, exciting, especially for old players, new players, everybody. So I agree. I'm all for rebrands. Whenever a GM suggests a rebrand, as long as it's good, I'm all for it. I agree. I I want to. Can I bring up the topic of new GMs and specifically something that someone brought up that, like, I don't agree with them, but I want to discuss it. Sure. And I want to have like more of a healthy, nuanced discussion, not just memeing on it, but about lower gems that are around lower levels of play um with higher level teams because okay. triple man sure. if you if you just go objectively by the stats triple man is like you know obviously still working with the team but they are the like the support the bottom fragger in a lot of these games just based on stats sure. um in the lowest tier but I think they could still be a good GM. I just want to have this discussion because like okay. somebody brought this up to me and I was curious what you guys would think on it. Um, because like I see Night Fury as a great GM and they've we literally would meme about, you know, the Night Fury scale of numbers because they were the lowest possible number. And this season when numbers release, I'm making another Night Fury normalized numbers sheet. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the first thing I'll say is the TLDR for my argument is I don't think it matters at all, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, going more in depth on things, I, I think the reason it doesn't matter is because when you're going through and turning into GM, being a GM doesn't have really doesn't have that, that much or as much to do with being a good GM. The, and, and I think it's because, well, yeah, you know, if you're a higher skill level of a GM, if you're scouting, you know what you can recognize different things more than someone at a lower level might. Or you might have more in-depth knowledge of like, okay, this player, you know, someone might at a lower level might think two players are very close. They're almost the same. 
but then at a higher level they'll notice nuances where this one player performs in this better in this situation better this player performs better in this system because xyz and while those are beneficial i don't think that drafting and scouting is all on the gm's shoulders if the gm has agms or scouts of in each of their teams or even the captain to help out i think they can do just fine because the gm could probably have a good idea of numbers wise who's fitting where you know what can we fit in the team with who we have left over if it's a full rebrand or re you know full rebuild who are we able to pick up who do we want as our key piece and who who can we build around them um and then you know those gm there's assistant general general managers those scouts those captains even just the other normal players they can just help out and say, okay, yeah, I noticed this player I have good chemistry with. I like playing with them. Okay, this player I noticed they're good in more of a pug setting, but in a team setting, I'm not sure how they perform, anything like that. So, like, yeah, yeah it's a benefit to be at a higher level, but I don't think it is required. I don't think it's, I don't think it ever should be required. And even if it's never required, but people think lowly or think lower of people, I don't think they should because to just be a good manager and a good good at running your franchise you don't need to be good at counter-strike it's a completely different skill set yeah i i would 100 percent agree with that i think the best uh gms i've seen are a active and b they do uh they talk to people and they um listen and they're good at um, taking feedback, right? And I think like if you can do those things, then I think that you can have a good franchise. Um, I mean, like I, I think it's obviously helpful to be good at um, Counter-Strike, but like I think that like even if you're like a bad player, you um, might be able to tell like who's good at like certain things, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's not um yeah yeah look at how bad all the like analysts on desks at the majors and stuff are it's like oh these are all you know (laughs) gold nova threes but they know how what a good team is and what isn't because they study the game as well and then i'd i'd agree with you all and but i think it you need a level of knowledge to build a team at any level but especially at the higher levels um, I think even in like prospect, I think most prospect players wouldn't be good at building a prospect team. And that's because they're not good at anything team-wise because they don't have that experience. Um, that being said, I think that still you can get that experience either by knowing what you don't know and working with others um, or just by doing it, which is why like, you know, people are usually AGMs for a little bit before they're GMs or GMs will have people work on their different teams so that they can sort of spread out the workload and have people be experts in their own tiers and all that stuff. And that's what's much more important than just, oh, this GM, they're only a face at level two. So I don't think that they should, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I, another point I was going to add that you touched on is being an AGM. Like, I think that the experience you're missing or even the knowledge you don't really have can be acquired from being an AGM because that means you're typically getting in more involved with the whole franchise. So you can get an early head start on, okay, what do I not know about a higher level that I should, that I like you want to know? You could talk with your captains more in depth, talk with players. And it's not just kind of, oh, this one player wants help. It's okay. This guy is trying to help us. What can we give them to help them so that we, they can help us better? 
So I think that being an AGM, I honestly also just think being an AGM is a fantastic path to being a GM. Um, I did it for two full seasons before being uh, taking over uh, as my of my franchise, and so I learned a lot during that time of okay, just generally how the systems work with transactions. What are what's generally my best you know experience or paths for getting new players, handling players in general, and all that you get a lot of experience doing it and so i feel really prepared to be a gm at a good level because i have the experience to back it up and um i have an idea of just how i've the culture i've had around my teams that i'm able to give out to my franchise and like i said that same thing is not a uh, skill level dependent you know you could make, create a good culture in any tier and if as long as you know what you're doing and you have an idea of how you want things to be run then uh with a little bit of help, it doesn't matter. You know, you can go to the whole franchise and implement the same idea and it can still work. Okay. So I want to talk about the season itself now. Mm-hmm. But cool. first, I want to ask Mutant, <laughs> have you been out here like scouting um uh, for your own individual team or have you been leaving that up to others or what what's your interaction been with all the DEs and everybody in here now? I've only played three combine games. Um mainly uh I don't know. I have not been playing that much Counter Strike this offseason, which is bad. Um <laughs> and I especially have not been playing a lot of Anubis, which I need to learn ASAP. Um but no, I've I've been leaving that to my um, GM and his AGMs because I think, well, like one, I think as a transaction manager, I think I should have to keep a little bit um, impartial in a lot of ways. So I so I kind of try to keep, um, keep my nose out of those things. Um, and B, I I just don't think I have the time for that. So yeah. That's fair. All right. When it comes, let's see. I, I, I like want to discuss these tiers, but also, oh, and me and you, we're gonna get to a point where we're like, I'm not gonna oh, actually no. say that because, <laughs> especially as a GM, I have to be a lot more careful with what I'm saying. Yeah. Mostly because yeah. I, I have a full picture rather than just, okay, well, I know what's going on with my team. It's like, I know what's yeah. going on with every team. So As an AGM, I really mainly know Challenger, and then I know my the plans of us in other tiers, but I'm not Yeah, I know. I, that's yeah. exactly. That's that's how I was. Like, I kind of knew what was happening, but not the ins and outs. So Yeah, so who are you taking second overall in Prospect? <laughs> uh, that's a great question. I might be picking up you, Fuffy. Who knows? Oh, really? I I don't you. know. I feel like I should be at least a second rounder in prospect, if not lower. Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe uh, maybe I'm just feeling it for the night. Maybe, maybe I'm feeling yeah. a little. Maybe I'm just wanting to be a little goofy and picking up Fuffy in the first <laughs> round of prospect. Hey, there are some interesting <laughs> prospects out there. Okay, is there anyone that stood out in combines? Because Owen, I know you've seen a lot, like. We yes. can just talk, even just like people who moved up. I'll say a name first. Mo Cheesy. Yeah, I would agree. They've just um, uh, been popping. Yeah, for sure. I would agree. Um, another one I saw. Uh, where are they? Um, I saw them earlier. and I'm trying to figure out what they 16 are. 16 games? I guess Anonymous has more. 
they've both got so many combine games. I think Anonymous has what, like twenty or twenty three. Nice. Oh my god. Going for uh, Kendo's record, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Going for the thirty whatever. Yeah. Maybe Anonymous will catch up. I love that they have a ton of games, and they're just like you know a solid prospect player just chilling there. It's not like you know so usually people that play a million games. Like, or not usually, but sometimes people like that are like Kando, who's just tearing mm-hmm. through combines. Yeah. I'm not classy. Like, combines are like a, a lot of fun. I think I remember my first season, I was like, I was always like super like nervous, but like ultimately, I'm like, they're like really fun games. So, yeah. And you just play them for fun. It's less about the being stressed out about, oh, I have to do well. I don't like. Yeah. Yeah. Just have fun if you make some friends then they might draft you that's the best way to get drafted yeah exactly 100 percent. i got night fury when night fury ran a tryout i was igling during the like tryout and so the night fury was like hey i want to draft you i want you to help build our whole uh, team i can't give you numbers because i can't make you my agm right now because you're still a draft eligible and so I helped build that team and got drafted. And I don't That's think crazy. I played any more combines after that. Not because I didn't want to, but because I was casting combines. That's crazy. And like that was my crazy first experience. And it was great because I got to basically make a friend. Shout out, Steven. And then got to uh, <laughs> got to get on a team and have a fun first season experience. Uh, let's see. Is there who else has been standing out in combines? Let me look through this. Like my my poor boy Alex was standing out in combines. <laughs> I just cry. think Alex needed to like, like with where MMRs were, and knowing those kind of numbers, I think they should have gone up. But I I think they got really hit. Like it's just. Alex got unlucky. It happens sometimes. It happens. I uh, I like him. I think they could have been a just a very solid first rounder. But... I will say in Challenger, uh, one of the ones that really stands out to me is T Grumpy. Oh yeah. Um, I believe they started in Contender and went up. Yes, they started in Contender and yeah. even then had a like ha- middle rating. They're better now than they yeah. were in Contender. Um, but some people are just like that, where they play at a higher level. Is depend they play at a level of the people that are surrounding, um, surrounding them. So um, they're just playing really well. I think something that's interesting is Pig is still posting really good ratings, even though they're in Challenger now. You know, go mm-hmm. up a tier and they're still Dude. posting incredible ratings. He was a menace last year. Mm-hmm. It's just insane. Pig like still doing that is interesting. I expected him to still be good, but I expected him to be not that high of a rating but i for played me, a I played a game with them and they were top fragging. i did as well yeah yeah they, oh that was yeah, the game they, we were together yeah you yeah you and i together i was gonna say yeah we were throwing a bunch of util and then it was pig go kill mm-hmm. i yeah. mean it's still combined right i mean mm-hmm. once you get into the season like things kind of change right i think combine mm-hmm. games kind of lend themselves to that kind of play right mm-hmm but yeah, he is very, very, very good. Oh yeah, 
And it's it's still always there's a bunch of unknowns. I'm curious who's at the top of Premiere Insights with three games popping off. Doctor Soup is that their actual name? Dr. Soup. I love that name. Okay, we should just change from rating the talking about their ratings to rating their names. Like AC One <laughs> popping off. Like some of these some of these players in Premiere are doing good, but not as many Premiere games actually happen, which is unfortunate. Um, it's always fun to look at the top of Premiere and see if any like, uh, freaking FPL players join. Um, Bob's boosted popping off in Elite got moved up. That was an interesting one because I got to cast them in Premiere, but before then they were an Elite, and I think I was casting with Germs, and he was like, "Oh yeah, he was popping off the other night." Sharp with fifteen games and a one point one. Oh my god. There's some combined demons out there, basically. Okay, now yeah. I want to shift. Everybody pull up the thing. Um, pull up the stats or the RTL. I want to know the best names. There's a DE named oh, Pancake. No. I kind of like that. It's a, a good one. <laughs> I, like, I like Yoohoo. Um, just named after the chocolate milk. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, who else do we have? Bean Ness is a classic. They've been around for a bit. I always see yeah. them in retake servers. I think they must also be West Coast. Captain Diabetes. Okay, one. that yeah. dude is awesome. I've played a lot. I played a few pugs <laughs> with him. He's he's a cool guy. All right, has a bunch of combines played. Seems pretty cool. Um. All right, let's see. I'm just going down through the different tiers. Uh, um, socialist banana. <laughs> socialist banana. Where's it's so that specific. one? Specific. Uh, contender. <laughs> okay, I've not seen that one before. That one's not bad. <laughs> Hug is nice. Hug. Hug is always a good nice. One. Hug. Yeah. Hug is nice. It's such a simple name too. Hug. Yeah. Uh, Tim the big one. That's a good Oof. one. Oof. At first I thought it was like the bygone or something. I don't know. I was I was like a little confused and then I realized Tim the Wait, big one. I played some hugs with them. It's me, Owen. <laughs> I was gonna. I actually was hovering over that before you. Yeah, like, can't believe you have someone impersonating me. It's unbelievable. Yeah, that's. They're just. They added the "it's me" to like differentiate to show that they, you know, they're the true Owen. Mm -hmm. It's a competition now. I just want to say Xbox lasagna. I'm a, a, I'm a massive a fan of them just in general as a person. <laughs> like their YouTube channel, beautiful, great, Mwah, love it. What's on the channel? Um, they Oosh. make like videos where they try to essentially do pro plays, but in like matchmaking, oh, in like okay. Gold Nova. That's actually amazing. Okay. Yeah, oh, it's really good content. It's a, it's very good content. I like it. I'll have to watch that. Yeah, they've uh, um, they've got some fun ones. Um, 
who else is there? Yeah, Milk Onion, yep. Potatoom, classic. That's a classic. I like Holy Lamb. That's a pretty good one. Holy Lamb, let's go. I'm trying to look for the new names that are good. I mean, Anonymous. Extra Fluffy, yo. I think it is cool that we have, we actually just... We actually just have JKS playing in our league. That's a cool one. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> just straight up, it's just Savage. JKS. <laughs> the Air Gerbil. I've not seen that one. That's a pretty good one. Scroll down on Prospect <laughs> and you'll see of it. You'll see him. I like Extra Fluffy Yo. That's a yeah, good one. <laughs> they're just trying yeah. to one up me. <laughs> I can't believe. You're a fake Fluffy. You're a fake. Yep, they're extra fluffy, and I don't even have the L, so. I like Anime Lover 69. That's just, <laughs> that feels like the kind of person that's going to wide swing you, and you're fucked. You're just going to. Uh, yeah. YC calls uh, dibs on that guy. Okay, we'll no see about that. No you're not the one, no you're knows. not the one with the second overall in prospects, oh, so we'll okay. see about that. Okay. Uh, who knows who will go? I like cool guy. That's a good one. <laughs> they seem like a pretty cool guy. Yeah, probably pretty cool guy. Okay, yeah, cool guy. I love. For some reason, so many of the best names are like in prospect. Yeah, that's interesting how that works. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just because they're more creative. Like the people in other tiers have been playing for so long and they like have you know more regular names and then the new generation of names is coming in to take over with their freaking mm. like uk cats xbox lasagna cool guy okay. you mentioned uk cats and i just gotta give a shout out to uk cats they're a cool person and you want to know why because they're a they're a cincinnati Bengals fan and they always have joe burrow as their pfp dubs <laughs> for that okay okay that's a dub UK Cats is awesome for that. Uh, all right. In, uh, let's see. Let's shift a little bit. I have a thought experiment that I want to okay. do. Okay. Okay, I was just clicking off the stats thing. I clicked into another tab and accidentally started playing a different episode of this podcast. Because <laughs> we were listening to it to see who did the intro last time. And I was very okay. confer- concerned because I'm like, Owen, why are you saying hello, CSC? <laughs> and then I realized the podcast was playing. Okay. Okay. That tangent's gone. Okay. So experiment. Work with mm-hmm. me here. I want to, okay. we're just about to get into the pro, the next basically season, quote unquote, of pro play and the mm-hmm. next season of CSC. So okay. I want to compare franchises and teams oh, okay. to professional oh, teams and franchises. Okay, this is good. Mutant, you can follow along if TV. you're a pro scene expert. Yeah, I can't believe you haven't done this TV. before. This is crazy. Um, I don't know we haven't thought of this. Yeah, this is, because this basically, great. like, like NA Nades, they, I think, actually, I would compare them to Liquid, who always is getting second recently. Okay. Second at Pro League, second at Blast. Like, mm-hmm. they, they make playoffs, they get second. Okay. That's would, the first um, easy one I'll take. I'm okay with that. I want to say, like, Heroic is very specifically, like, season uh, season 8 AVI Elite. Because, like, they <laughs> don't really have a super, stand, they don't have, like, a super standout player. 
Like, like yes, you have Stown, but like that's it. But other than Stown, they're just like a very good unit, and they work well as a team. And you know they won a trophy. But yeah. that's probably too specific. If I had to compare Heroic as a org to any franchise, it's really hard. Actually, it's probably easier to look at the list of franchises and compare them to what's in the top twenty than do yeah. one org to a franchise. Probably vice versa is easier. Um. Yeah, I'll just pull up season nine stats and we'll see I'm gonna, to compare. I'm gonna say that Yokai Cafe is probably kind of like Mao's, and Ooh. I say that because they are really like kind of like a hidden like underdog, and they'll kind of just beat teams and get to playoffs, and uh, That's a good they always one. make some sort of playoffs run. I love okay. that because Mao's is my favorite team. Oh, <laughs> All right, yeah. I want to say one. <laughs> Okay, so I think that gas is like G2 because they make big transfers. Oh, no. Okay, that's interesting. Oh, no. Some big signings, some big names, you know? <laughs> uh, that, would, um... or I would compare a G2 to that Kando Traditions a Chally team that won last season because know? it's some like crazy star power on that team and then Sabrina yeah. is like Hooksy. I wouldn't compare them to that. <laughs> They're just doing because... anything for the team. <laughs> See, I would compare, I don't know, I like to think of like, the way I like to be thinking about it is comparing a franchise and their whole legacy to That's who kind of lines up the That's most. a fair one to do. So for me, like I would say G2 is probably closer to like ATO because like they always have like one team that kind of pops off, you know. They have these moments okay, that are really but, good, but when... and otherwise they're just like bombing out. I, I don't think GT's bombing out that hard though. Like besides the major, oh, no, they, that they straight up throw. Cologne was really mm. bad. Cologne they won like one best of three. They, okay, they like, you know what? I'll agree with you there, yeah. but I think in general G two is better than A two. Like, sorry, ATO. I mean, it's a hard comparison. I mean, that's rough. <laughs> I would say that for AVI, I think AVI is kind of like, I would say that they're, um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know what we'd be like. I almost want to go something like Fnatic or just like. It's kind of what I was thinking. Just like, like a OG team that's there Fnatic. that's just, you know. Maybe like Ents. Ents could work. They're always. Like Ents is kind of like run. a ragtag group runs. of people that. Yeah, they're making runs. They have moments where they're at the top, or they have moments where they're making making it far. But, um, you don't look at them like the biggest heavy hitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would never put Ents as like the, my favorite, t- like in a in a tournament to win. But like they have the potential if they get that far. Who's like big? Who is always like. Whenever people are believing in them, they struggle. But then when no one like cares, they're, they're just, just like, always like kind of consistent. Yeah. <laughs> and there, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe that could be AVI, but I was thinking in like H4K maybe or H4K. Yeah, but because I was like, believing in H4K at the start of last season. That's fair, but but same thing with Big. I mean, that's how I am because I like Big. I'm mm-hmm. a big fan. But You're a big fan. I'm a big big fan. <laughs> um, but like. You could say the same thing about H4K. Like, I had uh, high hopes for them. They started off well, and they look really good, and then they kind of just hit a wall for a bit, and then they get back to playoffs. Um, and, you know, you, you they kind of hit a wall for a bit. You don't really pay much attention. They squeak their way, you know, not squeak. I mean, they played very well. They make a good signing by picking up Blitz. They go into go into playoffs, and then they 
come up against a good team everyone has their eyes on them to take down hg they look like a really powerful team to hard beat you know and they get stopped yeah but i just don't think they had enough of an identity if i had like, to compare hg i would compare hg to navi Ooh, Oof. that's a good one Oof. as a whole because i think that from my from history that i've seen and everything else like i think hg has a lot of really powerful te- uh Players, HG you know. always has like one really they good team. always have star. at least one team, at least one good team that's that's winning. Like I mean HG won both Premier and Elite in season 7. Like yeah. it's kind of like the Navi area. Yeah, they're... did they have didn't they have Fidekin then? I don't remember. On that Elite no, team? I think Fidekin I think was new season 8 and he was on uh OS. Oh, you're right. Who did HG have? Let me find uh, this. I have the old I was, stats open. I was brand new to that that friend that series uh that that season I wait hg okay, hg wasn't... didn't win elite hg won elite season nine right season they won season nine chally or no yeah they won was it season seven when did they win elite season seven you can go and look at uh the hall of fame okay yeah yeah season seven season seven you're right season seven Man, and so they smart. had an insane opera on their team <laughs> whose name was vigilant bean there it is yeah, I would put HG kind of in the Navi slot because they always have some like crazy firepower, like reminiscent of simple, like destroying the tier. Like A Bear was back in the day, Vigilant Bean, um, and then Kando also. Gotcha. All right, who else do we have that? What would Savannah be? I love Savannah, but I don't know what I'd put them as. Maybe like a like a B and E. Maybe or like a Sprout. They seem I think Sprout like, could work because Sprout's yeah, always like, like good, a, but they're just good. I feel like I want to say that about like Sprout always. Spirit now. Ooh, okay. I kind of like that. Ooh, I kind of yeah. like Spirit. They're kind of one of the smaller, like like. Uh, back in the day when when i was on savannah i think we were like spirit because we made we were the ones to make upsets a lot okay but we weren't one of the best teams no matter how much i'll say we were who's cloud nine that's a good question um maybe that's No, no, it's OS. Well, here's my thinking because OS, you know, they like, uh, you know, Spence shows up, you know, they, they kind of have good rosters. They make a lot of playoffs, but they're not really winning a whole lot, but they're still like a really, really uh, good franchise. And then they show up to Dallas. They show up season eight challenger. They take it all. They take the win. And then the Colorado's fall back into the background. Their prospect was winning one, two seasons in a row though. Yeah. Yeah. Season six and season seven. So like, I feel like OS is like liquid, right? I mean, if we say Prospect is like, oh the the twenty nineteen <laughs> Grand Slam run, uh, I, mean, I like, kind of like that. That makes not sense necessarily, but like just like as a franchise, I think it has the same vibe. And that's and fair. If we call yeah. like Prospect like NA, <laughs> right? <laughs> then, that's that's fair. Yeah. Then they can win NA slash Prospect, but yeah. I don't know that's fair i yeah i think that cloud nine i could also compare to nan 
besides that one win because Nan doesn't get any. Oh, I see. I see, um, I see. But like Nan always seems to be a threat. Yeah. Um, in playoffs, but just never makes it that far. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. That works. All right. Where would Big Slime go? What's a fra- What's a team that has like you know big PR, a lot of fans? They're Imperial. Big Slime is Imperial. <laughs> I was gonna say more so like Vitality. Yeah. I was thinking more Vitality. I kind of like. Actually, no. I would say I would say Angry Pirates is like Vitality. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I could also see that. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of think I kind of say that just because I feel like they. I don't know, like, they, they have moments where they are doing really well. You know, they won, like, Season 8, or was it Season 8? Yeah, Season 8 Prospect they won. Um, and so, you know, they have these moments where they're winning, and they have, like, a lot of players that people have been, that have been around for a long time that people don't recognize, but they're not always consistent. Okay, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. The only other franchise I can think of that we haven't talked about yet is uh, UPS. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Maybe they're more of a Navi. Yeah, they might be more of a Navi. They sold Monacy. That's true. <laughs> oh my god, because Redondo was Monacy and they gave him away! No. I get it! <laughs> yeah, I gotta hit gotta hit Team Rule in the fields with that one. UPS is a is an old franchise that always does well, right? They've it's been around like for like forever, yeah. 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 I, know, like, I mean I remember when Team Noodle right? was a player, but that was the olden days. Yeah. Now Team Noodle got one trophy and then dipped. <laughs> the classic. Team Noodle got one trophy, dropped some accusations, and then dipped. I'm mostly joking about the accusations part. It's just funny because they were getting popped off on, but then they still won. They're just cracked. Team Noodle's insane. Or carried by Ginda and Kirby. But he's insane. All right. Is there anyone else, anything else that we should compare, or any? Are there any players in CSC or in like DEs I now think that we, we compare to players? Oh, I think players like you could go on for hours talking yeah. about different players comparing. I feel I like that's agree. so that's such a deep, that is such a big rabbit hole to fall into. Yeah. Okay. What <laughs> if you were a pro player? Which one would you be? Like, not like you get to choose a pro player to be, but one that matches up closest to you. Okay, I would have if we're talking like season seven oma i would say draken because i was still back then hitting the good stuff but like i would just whiff on like people walking mm-hmm, in my crosshair mm-hmm. um nowadays oh uh, man do you I don't like know. heroic yeah i like heroic because i'd pin you as acadian that's probably fair that's probably who i would most align with um other if i wasn't if we're taking out the igling thing i mean because like for eca this season i'm not igling and i'm on the fence mm-hmm. about igling and csc as well um like if we're just talking other people i would compare myself kind of like to like a brokey that's fair because i think i play that semi-aggressive when it needs to be aggressive yeah but like i also have the really embarrassing mistakes that brokey has sometimes <laughs> so you know it happens to everybody that's fair that's fair you do you do you have uh... any thoughts on this it's that's a very rough. random question, but that's very, very rough. Um I mean my favorite player is art, but I don't op as much as art does, but um yeah. Versus aggro style, I 
like a lot. Um, but like, uh, when I play in like CSE, I don't play as aggro because uh, a lot of my teammates don't know nades, so I have to throw in, um, nades, so I can't entry as much as as I'd like. But um, yeah, or probably. Alright, alright. Yeah. Okay, I think I'd I think be I know Kerrigan. Kerrigan. But what? also that feels kind of self serving to be like, yeah, I'd, I'd be you, the goat IGL. Uh, I think no. I'd pin you as a Dexter. Oh god, but Dexter's shit. He's hey, not. Hey. He's not, but you? he had to be taught the current meta. Like <laughs> he was more behind on the meta than the Mao's NXT players, in my opinion. Maybe not. Um that being hmm. said, that's I'd like Dexter. No, I would say Nafini. I wish I could frag I think you're probably, probably okay, closer to Nafini because you have a system that you want people to play, and when it works, it works really, really, really well. But when it doesn't work, it's like kind of a struggle to get along. Mm-hmm. I think you're. I would say you're. If like my system was really bad, I'd be like MSL because I've also opt. Well, not <laughs> no, bad, MSL's, but my system MSL was really is, outdated. MSL is goaded. Don't talk. Yeah, to me, but he's old now. He's a boomer. He's he can't make old. it anymore. People don't get old. <laughs> Have you seen his hair? <laughs> no, no, no. He's 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 a young whippersnapper. <laughs> okay, okay. Honestly, like I could see Dexter. I think. I think Nafany probably fits more, but I think Dexter. Nafany works like too. An option. I don't I know like if I'm as aggressive as Nafany. Uh, you have your moments, Fuffy, where you are kind of just fair. fed up and you just take the reins. Screw it, I'm Beacon. Yeah, I'd I'd like to be a Snappy, but I don't know if I'd match match up there. Um, I don't think it's Snappy because Snappy is like the epitome of aggressive IGL. Yeah, but he's the like entry IGL. Like I would have, I, I would be a hooksy if this was, uh, if this was <laughs> like season five and six, with literally the lowest stats in the league, basically, but just running in first as an IGL. Oh, well, I'm no longer playing with premier players. That's fair. Like you know, my best competition. Like you're good. But if you're my best competition, Owen, then we'll actually be on a more even ground. Whereas if my best competition is freaking main players. I don't know. I think I'm on the same level as a main player. <laughs> yeah. You think so? You think your your open team is going to make it? Yeah, yeah. I, tr I have full trust in Minty to carry the weight. Oh, that sounds good. Minty's cool, yeah. Yeah, my roster is pretty awesome. I believe in you. Actually, I'm I'm excited for all the CSE ESEA teams. This will be fun. Unfortunately, I can't really talk about our name because uh, Gendet's taking it upon himself to censor it, so I can't talk about it. But you know, is he censored you know, you know all of his posts? <laughs> you, yeah, it is. Literally, go look at it now. It's censored every post. Go take a go take all right, a look. I need to peep this. I need to peep go this. I haven't looked in a while. He uses the clueless emote instead of the second word, and I think it's really funny. <laughs> it makes it makes me laugh every time I see it. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's fun. It's it's he did that last season for them, and that was a new addition this time around. But oh, that's hilarious! It is. Hey, you won your funny. first game. 
on a map we were meant to ban, but we forgot to do bans, so it worked out. God, you forgot to do bans and you played Mirage. That's hilarious. Yeah, but we won. So that's a little Hey, you won. Hey, you got some nice R dubs. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, All right. that we, we I'm, we're, we've hit the hour mark, and I think that's normally our bare minimum. And I can't think of much else. Yeah, kind of. And I'm supposed to go talk to my GM about stuff and be a good AGM. I'm supposed. Yeah. To. Yeah. Uh, well, mutant. Thank you for thank you for joining us. This was fun to both talk TMs and then also just random BS. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. I. Uh, yeah, man. This yeah. is fun. <laughs> <laughs> it felt good uh, turning the mics on again and just uh, sitting down. Oh yeah, do you think the, we'll, it we'll has become been weekly like now? Uh, probably. I mean, like we Maybe. we were mostly doing with the dra- We can do a pre-draft cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on a Tuesday, so I'll actually be free that whole afternoon. I will be as well, but we'd have to do it in like early afternoon because man i am sitting down and planning to like as much as i can oh that's true hawkish is gonna want me in a vc like (laughs) doing everything last season i was like oh besides you know my tier that i'm gonna help draft and i'll like help the draft stream and hawkish is like no you will be helping me and i we built a whole spreadsheet of stuff and i was like okay hawkish yeah yeah like for for me like my season seven i listened to it i thought it was cool and then season eight they were talking about like uh, getting people on for it i was i didn't really know because i wasn't in media yet then for season nine i'm like oh this would be cool and i was like oh yeah i still need to help out with my tier and then germs is like psych i'm gonna be at the beach so you're drafting the whole franchise so <laughs> i did not get a chance to go do uh, any help but but then if i did it then we might not have gotten uh antlion's mom walking in so honestly that's one of the best moments ever i want this next one to be like a full-on date on the computer like Mm -hmm. can we make a dating simulator that's just like csc draft hosts (laughs) (laughs) that'd be something oh gosh yeah i I can't i can't think of anything else but i think i think we've covered it this is a fun a nice short and sweet one but still to whoever asked for it to be under an hour get wrecked uh (laughs) thank you again owen good luck in the draft but we're gonna take whoever you were thinking of um and have a good night everybody good luck guys good luck i'll see you later